Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. From the Talks and Tastings Studios, this is Bullhagen. This is Bert. This is Vicar. And Peter's here. Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete. Welcome to the Clerical Errors Podcast, the show that shows you what's behind the collar. Yeah. And the only one wearing a collar here today is the vicar. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I did wear a collar when I went yeah. to make my shutter visits today, vicar. So. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I'm leading Ascension Day service later, so I'm being lazy. Ah, I see. So I don't have to change out of uniform. Okay, that's good. That's good. I, and I told vicar that I'm going to I'm gonna sit with the peeps today. That's good. Let him do it. Yeah, yeah, you should do that. That's that's good. Let him just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. not burn anything down. Right, right. I mean, anything. I'll be there with a the fire extinguisher. Yeah. Just in case, right? Right. Yeah. right? Just in case some heresy starts to just flake off the guy because he has not been fully formed yet, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I say that as a funny thing because, yeah. you know, none of us are fully formed until we get to heaven. You know that, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good. I'm trying, though. <laughs> you're trying? Well, yeah, I guess I'm kind of, too. Oh, you're trying to form him. I see. Okay, okay. Actually, I get uh, it. today, uh, Vicar and I found out that there was a, I have a nickname Oh dear! Oh my! Yeah. I, I, okay. They said I said I was going to a funeral at Trinity, and my son asked if if the pastornator was yeah. still there. The pastornator. Ooh! Did you know that? That yeah. was not one I was aware of. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently, you're the pastor. Oh, I get it now. Schwarzenegger, like the Terminator, the Terminator, pastornator. Right. <laughs> Actually. I don't know if I'd like that nickname. I'm sorry. <laughs> but she did say that it was her son said it out of respect. Yeah. Okay. So. So how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. Doing yeah. okay. I haven't been here in a while. Sorry about that. But Well, you've uh, had a lot on your mind. Yeah, I suppose I have. Um, so like uh, March 21st uh, uh, this year, um, I get this phone call from uh, a man in um, Lewiston, Minnesota. And he tells me, informs me that they just unanimously voted to call me to be their pastor, and uh, which is great. You don't want to say like everybody but Norma voted right, for exactly, you. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they say it's unanimous, but then you start talking to people afterward, and they and people. I, I had this happen at, at, uh, at when I got when I got the call to where I am right now. There was this this fine dear man that told me I voted against you. The only reason I voted against you because I didn't think you would come. <laughs> 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 I, I guess that's I don't know what that means, but anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah, they vote, yeah, it is kind of you know, nice that they make it unanimous. That, that's what happens, right? You know, they make it unanimous by regu- by resolution, you know, right? Because you don't you don't want to. Everyone has to say, "Well, this is my pastor," right? They, you don't want a situation where twenty seven percent say, "Well, you know, he's not really my pastor. I didn't really vote for him." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that whole call process is very interesting, you know. What happened for me is, you know, like way back in December of last year, I got a phone call from this very same congregation asking me if I was willing to consider a call. And I I think that that's kind of one of those things that they do nowadays. I don't know if you get those phone calls, Pastor Bullhagen. I've gotten them before. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of weird when it happens because it's, I guess I guess they just want to make sure that you're not in a situation where you would right. just say no flat out. Right, unless there's an ex- Really, like, unless you've only been there for a year or something, right. you know, you really should say, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't have the call. Yeah, I can't consider a call I don't have. Right. Yeah, that's kind of what I think, too. I think they're just kind of, I don't know. 
my, my, my sinful flesh would use that as a way to kind of fish. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. cast and see what you catch. You know, you're like, uh, what's this guy really think about taking a call? You know, what, what does he really think? You know, I don't know. Uh, can, but, I, can I have a behind the collar moment? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and this will come back to her because she listens sure. to the show. Sure. I've gotten those phone calls. Yeah. And uh, I kept it to myself. Mm-hmm. Because. Yeah. Right. Because. Because you don't have the call, and why? Why, why tell? Why tell your wife? Why tell your kids? Why tell anybody about that? Right. You know, this church has got me on their call list. I have told my wife about that before, and she said, "Oh, okay. Well, I'll pray about it." And I, I'm, I appreciate that. You know, she's she's a but, fine but, Christian. But woman. you know what happens secretly? They like Google it, and yes, wow, they got a good school. Oh, look at all this. Yes. Oh, yes. so close to. Uh, Aldi. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And, I, and to be honest, you know, you do that too. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, to right. be absolutely honest. So they called you and said, oh, Lewiston. Oh. Right. Yeah, do you ever heard of it? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've got Never. a Walmart and Aldi. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. right. No. Just happened to know that. I, you know, I, when when uh, when uh, when they called me, you know, I, I said, uh, you know, so I, I know you have a school. I know that... Uh, I know that, uh, you know, it's a nice area up there. Um, I'd like to come and make, make a visit, you know, and stuff like that. Um, you know, I had thought about it for a while beforehand, but, uh, um, you know, deliberating a call is something where you take, you take everything uh, in your current situation, you take what is, is going well and what's not going well, and after being in a place for 10 years... I can't. I can't say that any of the problems weren't mine anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but uh, but you know also uh, you know you, you also look at the uh, the gifts that God has given you and how you can use them where you are or where you where 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 you're called to. Uh, basically, what happens when you get a call? You have two calls, mm-hmm. and and you um, decide between the two. You pray about it fervently. Uh, you ask the Lord to guide you. Um, my prayer has been. Lord, give me wisdom, and then give me clarity of mind as I go forward with this, and uh, that's what's happened. You know, uh, God has given me clarity of mind in this, and I know this is what I need to do. So, and, and there's what, there's, what, there's, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to uh, go to Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Lewiston, Minnesota, and they have a Lutheran day school there. Uh, about a hundred students, seven teachers, uh, so it's a nice sized school. Um, and uh, I'm going to be, you know, pastor of that school and also the congregation there. It's a bigger congregation, um, not not huge, but not not uh, it's smaller than the congregations I serve now put together. So um, it's going to be a little bit of a, you know, bump up a little bit with that. But uh, um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to make me busy, and uh, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, one thing that sometimes people think is is uh, um, that we. Only make it based on our vocation, which right. which the problem with that is is if we're going to focus on our work, right, right, we also have to take care of our family and do what's best yes. of our family. Otherwise, you're distracted because one right. of the biggest things why men have to leave the ministry mm-hmm. is for that very reason because their families are not being taken care of. Yes, and that, that was one thing that really I've really thought about with this call too. Um, you know, I thought this would be a great thing for my uh, my children, especially in my younger two. Uh, they would get to go to this Lutheran school, and it would be a good thing for my daughter, Naomi. Uh, she would get to go to a Lutheran high school, and uh, we'd get to be uh, fixtures in those uh, organizations, and I think it would mm-hmm. be a good thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. Yeah. 
but it, it is heart-wrenching. Yeah, I know. It is for me, too. I mean, this is the longest I've been in one place ever in my entire life. That's the way I'm here. This yeah. is the longest I've lived anywhere right. in, in, in Iowa. This is your home. Iowa. Yeah. I, I, for me, it feels like I'm going away to college again, actually. You know, it's that kind of excitement. Only I'm going with a wife and three children. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, no mortgage or debt, but, you know, I mean. (laughs) And and I admire you. That's going to be a long drive down to the studio. I know. I know. (laughs) What am I going to have to, I I don't know, have to find teleportation, you know. It's a long drive now. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you that. Uh, How long do you drive? How long? It's like an hour? It's an hour and 20 minutes. Especially with Highway 3 right now. Yeah, right. Exactly. There's two spots there that are just messed up now. Oh, Yeah. But, well, uh, we'll find a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. Or maybe I could, you know, like that guy in, what, Wyoming? Is that where he is? Oh, yeah. yeah I Our could Western send in... We can do a Minnesota update? Yeah, sure. Sure, I could send in, you know. You could start a clerical error studio north. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> C.E. Nord. And Peter's thinking, what are you guys going to do to me? <laughs> <laughs> so I had a, um, a, a situation where uh, I was going to have Berg make a top 12, but I'll just oh. ask him now. Hang on. I'm sorry. I want to interrupt because I got something first. Oh. Okay. Um, oh. So uh, you guys uh, may have seen on Mother's Day um, on our Facebook page and our Twitter, uh, Hannah posted about the cookies we sent her. Ah. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that. Um so she sent it to her text message chain as well, and uh, I saw it, and I said, huh, I didn't send cookies. And you're I at my house. The cookies. And I didn't send cookies. I didn't and we send know, cookies either. we know Bird didn't, send, Bird any didn't cookies. send any cookies. <laughs> Vicar, did you send cookies to So we were to like, you know, no. I think it okay. was Vicar. No. But uh, we got an email from Hannah today that says, uh, hello, clerics. Last year, around this time after Mother's Day came and went with no pie or cookies on my doorstep, I emailed you my address and noted that my Patreon contributions to date would cover the cost and ended with, quote, and don't you dare suggest I order a box for myself and put your names on it. Well, I didn't put your names on this year's box of Mother's Day cookies, but I sure did cancel my Patreon <laughs> membership a couple months back and, con- and order the box myself. Was that a sin? No, no, <laughs> that was fair. Maybe, maybe we'll open up a Patreon on your behalf and there, donate. There you go, and donate and use that money to buy cookies. That's <laughs> what <laughs> we should do. <laughs> uh, Berg's not here, but she also says, uh, in other feedback, many thanks to Pastor Berg for such a thorough treatment of my work ethic question. Berg is right. Uh, not citing a primary work is a red flag that I did not catch because I wasn't checking the references as I went. Uh, the red flag I did catch was the one uh, Celeste Headley put in the text herself. Uh, quote, Weber's description of what Luther believed wasn't wholly accurate, but his economic argument was hugely in- influential. So did she base her own description uh, of what Luther believed on what Weber said or on what someone else said? Unclear at best. Uh, finally, Pastor Bullhagen, if you're looking for a vacation in the desert, you may be interested in the aforementioned Burning Man. Broadly speaking, it's an art festival held in the Black Rock Desert that draws about 70,000 attendees. It's perfectly, it's perfect for someone with ADHD, but unfortunately, Norman the dog will not be able to accompany you. A blessed ascension to you all, Hannah. Well, oh, that's very nice of her. Thank you, Hannah. Um, I'm not sure about that uh, desert thing with 70,000 people. 
Well, are you an introvert or are you an extrovert? I mean, I'm kind of an extrovert. You would you would love it. Just <laughs> go with it. You would love it. You'd find somebody there to talk to. I'm sure. I probably would. <laughs> well, thank you, Hannah. I mean, pe- people like people like Vicar and I, we would kind of just kind of you know hang back and be like, Ugh. so so that person painted himself blue. <laughs> anyway, forget it. <laughs> well, with the cookies thing, I uh, actually in the the Facebook page I said. Did we get the right ones? <laughs> we we're trying to figure out. Then I maybe was wondering if uh, our associate uh, associate producer David maybe did that, but no. Poor Hannah. We really do appreciate you, even though we're too lazy to do anything about it. Hannah, just know in our hearts we care about your work. We're still holding on to your syrup. Yeah, but we got. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So, yeah, what I'm what I'm. What we need is we have an approved producer, an associate producer. What we need is a secretary. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So, so Hannah, if you want to find us a secretary, that would be amazing. There you go. <laughs> How, you know, somebody would have to work for cookies. So I had a dilemma. Well, this <laughs> we, we can't we can't make cookies happen. That's that's very clear at this point. <laughs> so I'm talking the Walmart kind. <laughs> So I had a, had a dilemma this this uh, past week. So I was uh, at the Freak Factory, right? The gym, which is actually, if you if you know where I worked out, it is. It's not really a Freak Factory. <laughs> I'm just. Gonna, I'm not going to touch that. Keep going. Yeah. Sorry. It's uh. Well, let's just put it this way: they have a lot of water aerobics, a lot of pickleball, a really nice walking track. It's not really. A huge clang and bang type workout. So it's a different kind of freak factory than what you... Right. Okay. It's a freak factory in my own mind. (laughs) I make it one by my presence. Is it it the YMCA? Well, it's kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's YMCA uh, if it were on an episode of Golden Girls. (laughs) What'd you say, Vicar? (laughs) Yeah, that works. That works. Yeah. So, So anyways, I was... In the, the the gym area by myself, you know, except for the worker downstairs. And I thought, you know what? I had my Bluetooth speaker. I'm going to listen to some of my music, hmm. right? Some good workout music. Sure. So apparently it ruffled a few feathers, my music. Really? Yes. You, the uh, LCMS pastor, going right. there listening to some metal, clanking some metal? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> if you want what I, I, some things uh, on that playlist... Just to give an example. You were the only guy there. How could it ruffle feathers? I know. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. Okay. So the the playlist, let me see here. Um, so the playlist has uh, Chop Suey by System of a Down. Okay. Uh, Enter Sandman. Okay. Uh, Rock You Like a Hurricane, the Scorpions. Sure. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, Rock You Like a Hurricane. Uh, Seven Nation Army. Uh-huh. Um, headstrong by Traft, smooth, crunable alien, ar- uh, alien ant okay. farm. So, uh, um, so I get this. Uh, I've heard like three or four times where I heard since that day. I listen to contemporary Christian music. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Well, you have to, you have to, you have to talk about this, okay? Because you know th- there has to be a reason why you would choose to listen to. You know, 80s and 90s rock and metal over All right. contemporary Christian music. Let's talk about that a little bit because, I mean, there, there is, I'm sure, a rationale behind this. 
Well, I was imagining, okay, imagining, you know, throwing 15, 315 on the, the bench press, right? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, putting a little, our God is an awesome God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I can hear you, have to yeah. get, you have to get in the mind frame. Right. Right. You know? Imagine me putting a weightlifting uh, montage with, Yeah. I can only imagine playing in the background. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, yeah. M- music designed to be played on an acoustic guitar and tambourine really don't work for workout. Because hey, there's, it's Hannah, a... can you get your, can you get the associate associate producer on uh, a heavy metal version of Awesome God, please? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. you know, th- th- that's one of those things. That's one of those things, Pete. You know, th- this this is one of the things that I've been thinking about with this. Um, the reason why I personally. And you can you can back me up, maybe I don't know mm-hmm. you might not you might you might not even be thinking about this I mean for you it seems like it's more the uh, um, the, uh, the 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 lyrics and the ability I mean the, just to get you going and moving right I mean it's the it's yeah. the beat the it's beat the, okay the aggression the aggression the the reason why I don't like listening to contemporary Christian music is because um, it's not as good <laughs> it's just simple. I, I, you know, I, I understand the lyrics. Okay, yeah, they're great. I suppose not really, but, but, uh, um, but it's just not as good. I'm, j- I'm just coming out there and saying it. I'm sorry, it's just not not as good as as secular music. So what I'm going to ask Berg to do is, yeah. so to kind of help me get this through, is is I want Berg to put together a hymn playlist for me to play. There you go. No, that's right. And like 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 Christ is the world's redeemer, right. the lover of the pure. I mean, you I bet you could claim bank to that. Oh yeah. Or, you know, a mighty fortress. I mean, I could hear the clanging and banking in that. Yeah. Banging. Yeah, so 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 I mean, I think I'll have to ask Berg in the next episode because yeah. When he's not on, he doesn't listen. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> well, that's how I do it too. <laughs> so, Bert, Bert, if you hear this, uh, please post on Facebook. I heard that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to Speaking ask you. Speaking of him, no, uh, side, side note, sorry, uh, b- uh, Bert, did you listen to last week's episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> Was I supposed to? I mean, like, t- no. tell, me, tell me about it. No, don't, don't. Just don't listen to don't it. Don't listen to it? Was just it really don't. Bad? Yeah, probably don't. Probably yeah. don't? Dot, I mean, dot, did dot. you guys, like, talk to me, talk about me behind my back? We no. might have. You might, not, I'm going to listen dot. to it now. On my way home, I'm going to text you guys, and I'm going to tell you what I think about it. Dot, oh, dot, please dot. text us about it, yes. I will. I'll text you all. <laughs> yes. Just finish a text for once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I always dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh, oh, is that what it was about? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I like to leave things hanging, you know, like some expectation, you know. I want to keep the conversation flowing, you know. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's do something else. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, we should get to the text. Yeah. What are you preaching on? What's the text for Sunday? For Sunday, uh, the text would be John fifteen twenty six to sixteen verse four, which is uh, nice and short. Uh, Jesus said, "But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me, and you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away." They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. 
and they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. I did not say these things to you from the beginning, because I was with you. So, what are you preaching on? I'm preaching on uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and uh, how, you know, I mean, what we say in the uh, uh, the uh, Nicene Creed, you know, that the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit's uh, job is to point us to Jesus. Um, you know, and he says in another place, I think it was last week's text, he will take what is mine mm-hmm. and give it to you, and how the Holy Spirit is this, uh, this helper. Um, God the Father is called a helper, an azor in uh, the Old Testament, and uh, God the Son is also called uh, this same word. Uh, the, the word there in the Greek is parakletos. And uh, uh, that, that word uh, is used in 1 John chapter 1, where the Apostle John writes, My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have a parakletos, uh, an advocate uh, with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Uh, he is the propitiation for our sins, and not ours alone, but the sins of the whole world. You know, and so this, this um, helper, this advocate is like this this guy that comes alongside you and helps you in a legal contest or even like in a in a physical contest you know as well you know so it's sort of like um the emt that comes and you know takes you off the field after you've been injured in a game Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know or or the defense attorney that comes over there and 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 defends you in a trial um you know that that's the idea so jesus is promising to send this advocate this helper um, another word that's sometimes used in this context is the word comforter, and it, it mm-hmm. can mean that as well. Um, but that, that's sort of like a derived meaning a little bit off. Uh, I think Luther uses that sometimes. One, one thing that yeah, go for ahead. some reason makes Lutherans a little nervous, but oh, it yeah. actually is very Lutheran to do, because yeah. Lutheran said, is to pray for the Holy Spirit. Yes, exactly, exactly. Why, Vicar, why would that make some Lutherans nervous? Well, especially it's making me nervous. more recently when we you know, when we think about the Holy Spirit in the Christian context, we hear that contemporary Christian music thing mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. you know pop evangelistic Pentecostal wave your hands in the air and suddenly now you're speaking in babbly whatever. Mm-hmm. And so praying for the Holy Spirit sounds like oh I want I want to have that and that's not what it means right because praying praying to the for the Holy Spirit you know it's like a uh, play, praying for your food and uh, and trusting and and say I prayed for food and I and then I just expect food to fall on the table. When you pray before the Holy Spirit, it also comes with God's word. Right. Exactly. There's no spirit without the word. There's no word without the spirit. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it might make some Lutherans nervous because well we're not. They think oh that means we're inviting God to speak in tongues and all these things that that we really don't do. Mm-hmm. But it really is a, a praying that the Holy Spirit, through that word, change you. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that, that God the Holy Spirit would come and would actually give you the mind of Christ, right? That, 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 that the word of God would come to you, and that, that is the mind of Christ right there. The word of God, God the Holy Spirit working through it. Yeah. So pray for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we, sh- we should. Yeah. And, and I think this is a great prayer to pray right before Bible study, whether individual or corporate, you know, mm-hmm. right before Bible study. Pray that God the Holy Spirit would open your mind and, and uh, would, would give you, um, would point you to Jesus through these words. You know, that'd be the thing. Yeah. Very good. 
What I also like about, I find interesting, is how it talks about the enemies of the gospel. Mm. Think they're mm-hmm. doing God's work. They're doing God's, yes, right, exactly. And, you know, I mean, there is a way we can see this going on today. You know, there is this, um, this new moralism Mm-hmm. That, that that's creeping up, right? You know, the new moralism is this idea that it's like uh, um, it's, it's, uh, it's righteous to get behind some of these cultural uh, things. And um, you might, might not want to give any uh, examples right now. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that. That's okay. But, you know, it, that's a moralistic impulse, and it's a religious impulse, really, you know. And, and uh, um, they see traditional Christianity as an enemy, you know, uh, they think of two different kinds of religions, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of interesting because uh, that's, that's the way that C.F.W. Walther would talk about it too, right? In his, uh, I think in Law and Gospel he talked about that there's two kinds of religions in the world. There's the religion of works and there's the religion of God's work for you in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, you know? And, and they think about it in the same way, only they prefer the works. Um, they, they call it a religion of salvation, Versus a religion of, um, I forget what's the word that they, that they use. It's Ibram Kendi that uses the word. Um, I don't know. Social a, socialization is, is an S word. I don't know. But but the, the, the differences between um, us saving society through our works, or God saving us, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, and it's a huge it's a huge debate right now. I mean it's it's what's going on in our society right now, and I think the debate has been won. Uh, but uh, um, you know, anyway, we don't need to talk about it. Anymore. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I've got a new segment. Great! Yeah. <laughs> I love your segues. It's like Pastor Miller just talked about something, and uh, I don't really know what he's saying, and he doesn't really know what he's I saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you. I know you do. I know you do. But you know, uh, but, yeah. but what I do is when I'm new frustrated. Segment. What I do when I'm actually frustrated is I say, "Moving on." Moving on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good. Good. Keep going. It's good. So, moving on. I've got this new segment. One of the the statements that I, if if you've been a vicar here, uh, that I've done many a times is I'll say, "Vicar, don't do that." And and the, it's funny because when I say that, it's usually not uh, some poignant thing, like some intricate theology, like really important lesson. It's more so I want to make sure that uh, I've said. Don't do that so that I can say, if he falls off the rails and does something stupid, I told you <laughs> not to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's good advice. It, maybe it's apparent me where I think to myself, you know, where kids say, well, you never said I couldn't do it. And you think of all the things that you never actually said don't do. Yeah, like uh, don't put your hand in boiling hot water. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh... <laughs> okay, go ahead. What's the worst thing your kid did? Me? Either one of you. Well, yeah, any of you, excuse me. Well, let's see. It was uh, like, well, you never told me not to. Well, you know, one of our kids, I won't tell you which one, when they were younger, uh, they thought it was great to paint the, uh, the bathroom tile floor with uh, a certain bodily fluid. <laughs> and I won't, I'm sorry, you know, that, that was, <laughs> and it was sort of like, well, Dad, you never told me not to do that. Yeah, so that would be an example. An example, yeah. right. Right. So if something in life pops up, right. and you think, okay, kids, don't do that. Don't do that. Right. Right. Or 
you know, don't smoke meth. There, I told you. Exactly. Don't smoke meth. Actually, we have we did have a rule. What's the rule, Peter? Don't smoke meth unless you have a good dental plan. That's right. That's what I talk about. That's good parenting right there. There you go. My goodness. Lord of mercy. Okay. So this segment is where I find examples of things I do not want Vicar to do when he's a pastor. Hmm. It's not happening here. I'm making sure of that. Yeah. Right? Right. So, for example, you know, there you'd find some strain. Whatever I'd hear with a, I'd be with a vicar, you'd hear some strange examples, something very weird happening. I'd say, vicar. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. So, so I have uh, stumbled across, actually from a different podcast, a sermon, mm. okay, preached, where I listened to that and I thought, I got to make sure vicar doesn't do this. <laughs> All right? Okay. Uh, so I, I should have an intro for it. Uh, Peter, I'll, I'll, I'll remind me. I'll try and throw a, this weekend. And There's uh, no way you're going to do that. So let's come up with something now so in the event that you don't do that, we'll okay. have an intro. All right. How about, how about something like this? Hey, Vicar! Don't do that. Yeah, but we need to make it sound like a crowd. So, <laughs> Okay. So like, like, so take that. Peter and just like multiply it. Well, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it it like four times. Yeah, do it like four times. (laughs) Okay. Hey, Hey, Vicar, don't do that. 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 All right, there you go. We'll see how that works out. (laughs) So, Peter, play the intro. Hey, Vicar! Don't do that! All right, so uh, this clip is from a sermon. Um, uh, speaking of, uh, and I've got the video here, so this, this sermon is uh, its a sermon about marriage, okay? And so my encouragement to Vicar is... Marriage. Don't preach... Oh, by the way... What is also funny is the reason I have to show the video is the slides he has on this are like the, the epitome of cheesy sermon slide PowerPoint slides. Okay. <laughs> you know, where mm-hmm. Google image, okay, I need a picture of a trophy. Here's a trophy. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. need, so I need, a, I need a picture of Ivana Trump. Here's a picture of Okay. All I right? see. I see. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, so here is a sermon that I do not... And by the way, you can in any way time you want to pause it, just say pause and comment. Okay, all right, I will. All right, so Vicar, don't do that. that. Or this. Here's how way too many women are. I got him now. The chase is over. Hey, that's where you're wrong. The chase ain't never over. The chase ain't never over. And by God, if he don't love me the way I look now, he ought to look at his own spare tire in the mirror. Now look, I'm not saying every woman can be the epic, the epic trophy wife of all time, like Melania Trump. I'm not saying that at all. Now, most women can't be trophy wives, but you, you know, like her, maybe you're maybe a participation trophy. I don't know. But all I can say is, not everybody looks like that. Amen. Not everybody looks like that. But, but you don't need to look like a butch either. Hey, here's something you need to know. You need to know this. Men have a need for their women to look like women. Hey, sweatpants don't cut it all the time, huh? 
wearing flip-flops and, and uh, pajamas to Walmart, that, that ain't going to work. Ain't nothing attractive about that. <laughs> All right. You stopped it, Peter. I didn't even say stop, but you stopped it. I'm glad you did. My goodness. So, like, what's his point? I mean, that women should take care of themselves and stuff like that. I mean, uh, they okay. should look pretty for them at they home. They should look pretty for men at home. Yeah, because, well, because you know, part part of his point is because, you know, God, he, he'll say later in the sermon, we're not going to listen to the whole thing. Oh, we're not? Okay. No. I was, I was just like... Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, he says God. He basically says God made men to to look at women, and so <laughs> you got to look pretty for your husband. Yeah, and so and so it's the woman's fault if the guy has a wandering eye, right? <laughs> yeah. So what, what is this telling? What is this telling men for crying out loud? You know, go look at every woman you want to look at, basically, because God made you look at woman, women, right? I mean, that's what he's saying, pretty much. Right. right? But, but by the way, which is interesting. Let, let the lust that's in your heart have free reign. Which is, which if, is especially interesting. Especially if your woman looks like a hag. My goodness. Go ahead. Which going. is interesting, because if he says, well, God made you that way, okay, and you're supposed to follow that instinct, what does that say then? I bet you, I guarantee you what his ethic on homosexuality is, Right. So, so if he says that we're not, we are controlling our own. Yeah, that we don't control our own bodies, that we don't have any control over our libido or whatever, right? Peter, I saw you kind of laughing. What was? Why were you laughing? No reason. Don't worry about it. You were laughing at me. It's all I right. had. I had a little joke with Vicar. We we had like a little moment while you guys were talking. It's fine. Okay. What was the joke? <laughs> I'm curious now, man. I mean, you know, I like a good joke, especially if it's at my expense. You had that feeling I had the other day when the, when the vicar said, um, or the, the elders at an elders meeting saying, Pastor, um, we need to talk about something, but you can't be here. Right, exactly. <laughs> Nothing bad. <laughs> Nothing bad. Right, right. <laughs> I think I think it's funny that you know, he's he's clearly at a church that has usually part, crowd participation, and mm-hmm. there's like one guy in the background going, "Yeah, yeah right, amen, yeah, right, <laughs> right. Just, just one, just one guy." Well, he, right. he's, he's the bachelor sitting over there, yeah, <laughs> basically without a wife. Who? Uh, who no, that's a guy who's who's cooking his own dinner. And right, exactly. Gotta be you lonely. Know, it, it, we, have, we have to be careful about this though, because you know, I mean, we don't want we don't want to go all, you know, I mean, we we have such a um, a feminized culture right now, and this guy seems to be trying to push back against it. But he's pushing back in a horrible way, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think I think it's it's reprehensible, actually, what he's saying. Um, don't do that, Vicar. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Not that you would ever preach that. So, Vicar, I haven't heard much from you yet. You're just probably saying, thinking to yourself, "Well, I want to get a call, so I'm going to let yeah. you guys talk." If I if I preached this sermon, I'd make it through maybe the first sentence before my wife would be dragging me out of the pulpit to beat me up. And she's been lifted. <laughs> yeah, she would succeed in beating me up. Yes, bring it there. Oh, eh, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the because I, I can see the the likes and the dislikes on it. It has 420 likes and over 1,500. <laughs> I just like it's just like what? Oh, wow. I like I like the concept though. Is like when you're you're uh, you're feeling a little weak about your sermon, like just throw in a. Can I say it, man? Can I get a man? <laughs> Yeah. So, so Vic, I was going to ask you then. Um, so, how does the idea of the church being the bride of Christ mm. fit in with this? 
With his sermon? Yes. It doesn't. Oh, <laughs> How so? Because his sermon doesn't fit anywhere. Okay. Oh. I'm, I am curious where he's trying to read from because it looks like the... I'm assuming that's a Bible in his hand, and he seems to be no, 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 open no. fairly early. No. He, oh, that's not a, a Bible? It's a book on, on marriage that he reads as though it's the Bible. Wait, really? Wow. There's your problem right there. Yeah, if you go a little oh bit goodness. before that. Oh, wow. Where he, he says that we want a trophy wife, and some of them became a, he said, the Stanley Cup. Okay, th- think about, th- just, 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 holy cow. I mean, this is... <laughs> What, what if you're not an attractive woman? I mean, for crying out loud. You, you know, your man needs an attractive wife. What if you're not an attractive woman? What does it mean? just killing you. What, what does the Bible say about what makes an attractive wife? Oh, exactly yeah. right. There you go. Because yeah, yes. he's, he's talking superficial external stuff. Yeah. Which, there you which, go. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not the point. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Man, I'd be better off preaching the sermon from the Princess Bride, wouldn't I? You would. <laughs> <laughs> marriage. Marriage is why we are gathered here together. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, th- this is, it's worse than that. You're right, Vicar. But don't do that either. <laughs> m- m- maybe maybe at a wedding rehearsal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> maybe. Know, you're you, not you, even there. You know what? That would be a funny gag as a pastor. Just like. Have that the whole little monologue from Princess Bride, and then every rehearsal, you do the the little monologue. I mean, it'd have it'd have to be the right couple there who 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 would appreciate the humor of it. Yeah, I think you're right. So, this is going to take a turn now. Okay, a this turn. is this is going to take a turn. Okay, I'm ready for a twist. Though I don't have it in front of me, well, I'll have to Peter if you can look it up. Um, the name of the pastor. This guy. There you go. Yep, because he did actually because he has a hyphenated first name. Right. Yeah, Wait, yeah his, his first that's, name is Stuart that's Allen. Diff- that's really different. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't, like, right. like out him. <laughs> no, no. We that's shouldn't, just, we shouldn't that's tell just, him. That's just no, different. He's, he's, that's wait, wait, wait. He put this on YouTube, though, right? right. He calls it Stuart Allen Clark. What? Right, let's give him his email address. <laughs> we should do this. No. <laughs> Wives don't want a husband named Stuart. <laughs> Especially Stuart Allen. <laughs> no. So, no, this is the turn I'm going to make, though. Oh, because... Because he did actually issue an apology. He did. Oh. And so if we're going to talk about this sermon, using this as a, a teaching moment for Vicar. Yes. Right? We should also listen to his apology. Okay. So, oh, he's because that's, that's, that's No, it's just a written statement. Oh, okay. Yeah, he learned his lesson, I think. He says, in the sermon I made insensitive remarks about women and made statements deemed unbiblical. Uh, to the ladies within the church, ladies in the community, and those viewing the live stream, I want to say I am deeply sorry for any and all pain and distress that my words brought to you. So, so somebody already outed him. Yeah. Well, okay. So, but I, I, I but the reason why <laughs> Probably didn't it was important me, it really was important me for me if we're going to talk about the vicar don't do this to really point out and not just just shame him because no. I. And, and and not not like popular culture will cancel people and and stuff like that. But as Christian brothers, we would forgive. Yeah, I might say forgive. I would still don't think he should be a pastor. Right. But yeah, but I would forgive him. Right. Right. But, and, and, and realize, okay, he learned something, and and, and right. he said, I realized that my words were unbiblical. Biblical. Right. Right. So, to me, why well, you stand there reading? <laughs> How could? How couldn't it be unbiblical? I mean, standing there reading. <laughs> Sorry, keep, keep on. So, so that, the reason why I, I want to bring that up is 
Because if we're going to be preachers of the gospel and we want people to learn from their mistakes, because we live in a time where everything is right or wrong and we don't allow people to learn and grow from their mistakes, which he obviously made, but he realized that. Mm-hmm. That is, I think, an important lesson for people to consider with their own pastor. Yeah. Pastors aren't infallible. They make mistakes. All the time. And to to deal with him with grace and mercy. Right. And, and so this pastor, I wanted to make sure, even as we kind of made fun of the sermon yeah. and, and, and use it for an example, on the other hand, the turn that I did on you was then to listen to his apology and how right. he learned, which is why I, I wanted to, to talk about it, I wanted, but I wanted to do it a vicar don't do that statement because <laughs> if he, as a Christian, I'm sure he would want us to say, mm-hmm. if he were in this room, he would say to vicar, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, he would. And we can and use it as a, as, a, as a cautionary tale when we get, you know, this kind of thing can happen more often than we realize. Mm-hmm. And right. we can we can get carried away in our thoughts right. away from Scripture very, very quickly. Easily. Yeah, the devil's always tempting us to do that. And pastors especially, he's attacking us all the time. And that, that's why it's important. For because we're always looking for a creative way to state the gospel. Right. And, and sometimes we can get carried away. And or so we, we think that we're smart enough, that we can pull it off really well. And I, I think that's the thing. You know, I mean... I, yeah, it gets me in trouble. <laughs> I think I'm smart, but I'm not. <laughs> oh, I think you're smart. Yeah, well, don't 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 flatter me. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think that could could we grant him a clerical errors general absolution? Well, get him a certificate of error. A certificate of error? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that's something. I mean, that's something more. That, that that would be more. That would be better. Well, as to Christian do. brothers. Okay. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I assume he's still a Christian. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd rather Absolvo reserve re, reserve. Absolvo it. I'd rather reserve it for a synod convention. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'd reserve it for yeah. Well, it's, no, this That's is not our a style, isn't it? Pastor, is it? It's not a Missouri no, synod no, pastor. No, no, no. Oh my goodness, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Actually, there's a side of this that just came to me that the flip side of that. Yeah. Parishioners want a pastor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Who looks good? They want a pastor. <laughs> That's right. Well, and and uh, you know, you, you you take a look at this guy, and uh, if you if you have uh, the the spectrum of uh, Vicker, um, Bullhagen, and Bert up there, uh, if any of you guys know the three of us, which some of you do, I'm sure, uh, the spectrum he tends more to the Bert side of the spectrum than to the uh, Bullhagen or Vicker side of the spectrum, in terms of uh, looks. So, you know, keep going. Yeah. Bert, are you saying you're somewhere on the spectrum? I'm somewhere on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cut that out. Don't worry. We already knew. <laughs> We've taken that trip down to Bertonia. Bertonia, yes. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. We, well, I love you guys, too. Yeah. See ya. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> I'm moving. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good. Uh, oh. I got to update uh, my my pillow book. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. I uh didn't have a lot of time so I only read a couple of pages. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can you give us a summary? Like, okay, it's wait, only like it, three pages. Intro, okay. Hang on. Vicar, I mean uh Peter. <laughs> play the intro. It's book time with Bullhagen. That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so in in uh, the, the three pages I read, um, he is back in Minnesota. He's got twenty five thousand dollars of gambling debt. He gets a phone call that threatens his family. Uh, that uh, I know you're not concerned about yourself, but I know where your family lives now. So it, he's not married, but he's talking about like his sister, brother, and sister, and grandparents, and all that kind of thing. Wow. So, so his first reaction is to go to the liquor store. He buys a twelve pack or a twenty four pack of beer. He drinks it until he gets drunk. Uh, he drives down to Iowa for some reason. Then he drives back up north, and the only thing he can think of is to break him to a gas station and uh, pretend like he's stealing money, get arrested, so that. Uh, the the mob who he owes money will think he's trying to get it, even though he's not really trying to steal. And then he goes to, to the protective custody of the police. Huh. And um, and he can't tell, for the sake of the mob, why he broke in, like his family, why he broke into it, that he wasn't really trying to steal. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it ended in this conflicted uh, situation. Cool. Which book is this? I should know. Well, if you've been listening, yeah, right, uh, yeah. Okay. You know, that's one where you're looking so confused. I'm doing Bullhigan's book club, okay, and and I'm reading uh, uh, my pillow. Uh, uh, what's his name? Mike Lindell. His book entitled "What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO." Ah, I see. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, Don't worry, I have the uh, Mike Lindell Wikipedia page bookmarked. <laughs> You look confused, Bert. No, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> no, I, 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 awesome. So you're, you're reading this. It's book not about this okay. Life. It's not like a serious. Okay. It's I don't know. Is it serious or not? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Peter it hates it. I don't. <laughs> Peter hates it. Anyways, all right. So, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Do you have something to move on to? Peter, do you have something for us to move on to? Uh, yeah, give me a second. Let me dig into my bag of tricks. I browse the uh, subreddit for the LCMS from time to time. Ooh. And uh, Interesting. a while back, I saw one that I bookmarked. The uh, question was, does Concordia Fort Wayne Seminary have a stereotype? Huh. I'm starting to explore beginning seminary education, and my pastor, a Fort Wayne grad, has talked up Fort Wayne a good deal to me. However, I've heard some people speak very ill of it. I'm wondering if it would be a good fit for me as a convert from evangelicalism. So my question, is there a huge difference between the Fort Wayne and the St. Louis seminaries? And if so, what is it? Hmm. Well, I will be re- rely heavily on Vicar because I've been out of the seminary for a long <laughs> time. I think there is a stereotype. Yeah. It's not always fair. No. I think that's true. Now, you went to the I went to St. Louis. Louis. Right, right. And there is also a St. Louis stereotype as well, you know. Um, I've, heard it, I've heard it expressed this way. Uh, the difference between Fort Wayne and St. Louis, um, somebody asks a question of their pastor. The St. Louis guy will say, well, from this perspective, blah, 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 blah. And then from this perspective, blah, 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 blah. And I think uh, maybe blah, 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 blah. You know, but, but the Fort Wayne guy will just say, no, that's right. Or, no, that's wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, the, I don't know. The problem with the stereotype is this. Okay? One thing that uh, I try to do, and it's very important for me to do, and I, 
and one reason even why I have the podcast is to have open communication yeah. to help people understand their pastor. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you say, when people talk about this stereotype, is they already pigeonhole a pastor before he even, before he even gets speaks, yeah. whether you're from the St. Louis Seminary mm-hmm. or the Fort Wayne Seminary. Right, right. And so it actually can cut off the ability of people to actually hear from what the pastor says and grow from what his pastor says right. and and immediately frames conversations in a certain way. Oh, you're, you're just a Fort, a Fort Wayne, Wayne type, right. or oh, you're the St. Louis type. Right, exactly, exactly. I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, what we should do is we should say, God has given you a pastor mm-hmm. to, so that you would listen to him. You know, and uh, uh, if he preaches the word of God, of course, you know, um, Pastor Christensen out there in uh, <laughs> exit something or other in Oklahoma, I'm sure. So yeah, listen to some of them. Port Berlin. Port Berlin. Okay, there you go. Yeah, but but uh, um, yeah, I think I think that's that's absolutely right. Um, you know that uh, uh, oftentimes pastors do get pigeonholed. I think personally that you would get a good education whichever seminary you choose to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have great professors at either seminary, but there's also going to be some chaff you have to sift from the wheat mm-hmm. at either seminary. And, and Vicar and, and, here is nodding his head, but he's not going to yeah. tell us what the chaff is at Fort Wayne because he wants to get good grades <laughs> in his final year. I for sure won't talk about any of the professors. No, there you go. <laughs> and I would no, say the professors too, are great. I would say too that when when people they place some of those differences on the seminary, when actuality. From what I remember from my seminary days, certain people were already, before you even started the seminary, were, were attracted yes. to a specific seminary. Right, right. That's true. That's true. So, yeah. so when people say, oh, a Fort Wayne type or this type, actually, they're talking about really not what the seminary is. Right. But they're talking about the, you know, the student, well, the stereotypical student, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. at each seminary. Yeah. Yeah, but but I would say this: we, you and I come from both seminary. You come from one, yeah. and I come from the other. Yeah, and I don't think that either of us fall into any specific stereotype. No, of no. one. I'm not a long-haired hippie, and you're not a. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> a stereotypical Four Wing guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I've got social skills. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. Oh I'm joking because of the stereotype. That's yeah, all. That, that, that is the stereotype, though, and it's completely false, really. I mean, I, I have been to Fort Wayne Seminary um, doing my STM, and I can tell you that, by and large, the students that I have talked to there all have social skills. Now, am I a good judge of people that have social skills? Perhaps. Vickers <laughs> <laughs> really like laughing. He's like the residents of Bertoni would disagree. They would. <laughs> they would they, I have no social skills according to them. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, you know I I think that you'll, you you would thrive if you um, if you go to seminary and uh, listen to those professors that uh, that know the gospel and have an abiding love for the gospel and and especially uh, those professors that have an abiding love for God's word. You know, and I'm not going to tell you who those are, uh, because uh, <laughs> yeah, John Pless. I mean, sorry. Whoa, did I just say that? I did. Okay. <laughs> there are a couple comments on this thread that are pretty yeah, funny to me. Uh, All right. Uh, the my the the strongest stereotype is that there are a lot more beards at Fort Wayne. 
Yeah, that's probably actually true. Uh, another uh, one. Okay. In, in with well, what no, no, the beers are different. Okay, the Fort Wayne beers are more grizzly beards. The beards at St. Louis are hippie beers or uh, hipster beers. Hipster beers. Right. I, I, I must admit, I remember going to a, a conference. Like beard. I remember. I, I will say this behind the collar honesty moment. I did go to a conference once at St. Louis, a vicarage supervisors conference, and I was struck how uh, every student seemed to look like they just got off of work from a an Apple store. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had those really cool glasses, like the blue glasses. Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah. And then, Vicker, <laughs> yeah. you don't look like you just got off of work from an Apple store. You know, I'm, the funny, I'm the funny thing that. is that those are the passages I'm going to get sent to in the middle of Nebraska. In the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they think they're going to the city. Nah. <laughs> well, for Vicker, uh, the middle of Nebraska is the city. <laughs> in, in the right spot, yeah. <laughs> The other comment okay, here that. that I found funny was, uh, if a congregation uses the one-year lectionary, I'd bet money that their pastor was a Fort Wayne grad. Now, that is an outrageous stereotype. There are plenty of St. Louis grads that use the one-year lectionary. Name one. <laughs> Me! <laughs> Name another? At least for the next month. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, another one would be George Volkert. Uh, there you okay. go, but he's retired. I can't use him anymore. Um, who else? I know yeah. one who would. Uh, John Ellingworth, I think, uses the one year. And I think he's St. Louis grad. I'm pretty sure my first vicar would. He was a St. Louis guy. Yeah. Jonathan Mummy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he would too. Jonathan, if you're listening, tell us. Vicar number. If he's listening to this, yeah. <laughs> keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. Uh, doctor now. Doctor, doctor Mummy, if Mummy. you're listening yeah. to this, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're thinking, how on earth did this hey, pastor supervise me? We're sorry for I've wasting your one. valuable time. <laughs> <laughs> Another guy that's in my class at the seminary there, along with Jonathan Mummy, Heath Curtis, uses the one-year lectionary. Yeah. So I, I got, I had four. <laughs> Took you some time. So there. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Boy, we got, we found a soft spot, Peter. <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding around. <laughs> really, it's all joking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's all joking. Unless. <laughs> Seriously, I'm just... I know! (laughs) (laughs) You're from St. Louis. You're supposed to have social skills. No, I I was joking. Right, right, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, as we close this episode out, uh, thank you for joining us. It brings me great joy when you come and be a part of the show. I I do enjoy it, and I, I know we joke around a lot, you know, but... You know, I, I also uh, enjoy just getting to let my hair down a mm-hmm. little bit, and uh, this is this has been a helpful thing for me. And I think that uh, you might have some word from Minnesota. We'll talk about the settling in kind of thing, and mm-hmm. what that's like, and and uh, things like that. And you know, uh, God is good; He's going to provide me with opportunities up there too, and uh, um, that'll be good. So, yeah, I'm going to. A, what I think is a decent circuit. Uh, the uh, one of the guys there I know already. His name is Mark Triplett. He's the pastor just south of me, and um, I should, so, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, I should he, know. he's been. I think he was involved in ongoing ambassadors for Christ for a while. He was really big into that, but he he also uh, um, comes to uh, the confession study up in Minnesota when we have that thing. Mm-hmm. A bunch of pastors get together up there, so yeah. 
Well, well, you, I think uh, you fit right in with what we've been trying to do. Is is you say you like to let your hair down and yeah, those, and that's that's what I wanted to do, where people listeners can feel like they're part of the room. Yeah. When pastors let their hair down, what do they talk about? Right. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So we actually, you know, can talk to people. <laughs> right. Right. We have some kind of social skills somewhere. <laughs> Way back in the recesses, it hasn't been completely programmed out of yes. us. Yes. <laughs> so. Uh, are you going to be able to be back before you leave? or? I'd like to. Um, just, you know, uh, let me know when it's going to be. If I can work it into my schedule, I'm still trying to visit every single one of my shut-ins before I leave. So, you know, that's, uh, I think, that's something a pastor should do. Yes. Uh, so that would be the main thing. And the other thing is packing. Touching everything you own at least one time is terrible. We are so horrible in how many things <laughs> we have. How many boxes is uh, your uh, Bertonia going to take? Well, I have that packed already. I packed that first because psychologically speaking, I was thinking I would be tempted to mess with it. Um, Uh. So I packed that stuff first. I have probably about 20-some boxes of that stuff packed. But I have 36 boxes of books packed, and I'm not done with that yet. Some of those books are my dad's books, so, you know. And I wanted to dedicate this show to Arnold uh, Arnold was we had a, there was a funeral today. Yeah. We had I had the one episode Voices of Faith. He was one that I was actually wanting to do an episode of that with, oh. um, and and he was called to glory. So, um, just a lesson to to you pastors and to us to not take for granted the time and the moments that you have uh, with the precious uh, children of God, and uh, to to rejoice in every time you get to go see them. Mm-hmm and visit with them, and share God's word with them, and give them the body and blood of Jesus to eat and to drink. What a blessing it is, and don't Amen. ever take that for granted. Amen. And may you love uh, the job God has given you to do for the mm-hmm. sake of his own people. Amen. So, that being said, this is Bullhagen. This is Bert. This is Vicar. May your wives be trophies. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, on Twitter at clericalheirsp for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.